0: Hello and welcome to Paranormal or What podcast with me, your host, Michaela Ford. Hello, paranormal people. How are you this week? I've got the uh, monthly treat for you with me and Deb Singleton and Deb Hatswell. So that's going to be really fun for you to listen to. We go really quite into spooky old Clapham Woods in West Sussex, which is not far from where I live. Um, It has quite a lot in common with Cannock Chase, actually. Strangely enough, I drove not too far away from Cannock Chase. Yesterday, on my way back from Chester, I was staying at the My Haunted Hotel, the Old King's Arms, um, in in Chester, and uh, it is so spooky, it's unbelievable. So, it's run by Danny Moss and Brett Jones and Harry Achilleos, And you can go to my haunted hotel on YouTube and watch the episode. So you stay overnight in this extremely haunted hotel and they film you doing your investigations. My goodness, what a terrifying stay. So my episode will be out tonight, Saturday, the 29th of October. So why don't you have a look? Unfortunately, you might be treated to to some really, really bad singing by me. I got very, very hyper during the investigation and started doing my Joni Mitchell impression. So let's hope that they leave that out. Right, well, with no further ado, let's get on to the chat about paranormality with Deb, Deb and me. Enjoy. (music) Welcome to Paranormal or What podcast with me your host Michaela Ford and we have our monthly girls session
1: yeah.
2: with
0: Deborah Hatswell, Deb Singleton and me. Hello <laughs> ladies and welcome.
1: Hello thank oh. you. Um, I'd like to say a shout out to people that have actually got in touch with Michaela and said how much that they have enjoyed you've put together so like I know quite a few people have gone over and checked it out on the uh, podcast and if you haven't head over there now because you'll be able to see parts one two and three yes but I've had lots and lots of emails and comments about all this Is we absolutely loved it more of it please can you make it a regular thing
0: yeah and we've listened we have we are and um (laughs) work at all it's just so much fun it's amazing so (laughs) there will be more people there will be more and we're going to get try and persuade some other guests to come on as well aren't we yeah yeah most definitely of the female and the
1: male kind I think let's get some other opinions involved not just yeah <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah definitely um so tonight we have um all sorts to talk about but I know that um Deborah has got some really interesting information about Clapham Woods. Are you up for talking about that a bit? Yes, I don't mind at all. Was it Clapham
1: Woods you were driving past, if you don't mind me asking, when you had your strange experience on the It was.
0: Um, And also, um, I went a few weeks ago, um, because you sent me some information very kindly, I went with one of my paranormal investigation groups and we investigated there. But I'd be interested to hear what you've been told, and then I'll tell you what we found. I'm not going to give too much away, so because I know that you're going to include them. um, Yes, I am going to be doing a special episode about Clapham Woods.
1: I got interested in Clapham Woods simply because I realised that it was, I believe, a place where lots of different experiences happen. So not just cryptid reports or not just paranormal reports. And I've kept my eye on it for quite a while. One of our favourite frightening things in the UK is a black-eyed child. So Mysterious Universe reported on one of these in Clapham Woods. A young lady called Terra reached out for them and she had a conversation and told them what she saw. And a little extract from it says... The girl laughed at Terror in an unsettling fashion. Most terrifying of all were the child's eyes. They were all black in colour. Oh. That just freaks oh no. me out. <laughs> that I do not like. No. Let's move on to what a horrible night. I actually have a friend who does a lot of drumming ceremonies and she doesn't live too far from here. I remember her telling me probably back in about 2013, 2014, that they were there one night and they were drumming um, and they thought what they believed to be a strange man, let me put it that way, was in the bushes kind of watching them. But whoever he was, he must have been laid down on his belly in the grass because they heard him crawl in. And I suggested to her that maybe drumming, in an old-fashioned way, had kind of made something come in and have a visit. And she said, oh, I've never thought of that. But there are some areas in there that are really creepy. So in June of 2020, there's a man who writes on Facebook and he's asking other people if they've had any experiences in Clapham Woods because on just the one night he heard knocking noises, heavy footsteps moving around them. He felt watched all of the time. Temperature seemed to rise. It got very quiet at certain words. At a certain point, sorry. And in his own words, he said, I am not a believer in the supernatural, but I have never experienced a night like this. So you're thinking, that's a bit strange. In the same set of woods, a lady, I think 2018 I've got me. So yeah, Caroline Toms. um, She was confronted by a terrifying beast on a dog walk with her border collar. And she took a photograph of what she described as a gorilla-type creature that was in Angmering Woods. Now I've probably got the name of that wrong. Angmering,
0: Angmering,
3: Angmering. They (laughs) they
1: used to be part of the same woodlands, and that's why I've included it in here. Right. If we're looking at something that's probably been here around about twelve thousand years, they would probably be still being in pockets of woodland where there used to be a great forest, and that's what we've got here at Clapham. Then you have the Clapham Wood Reptilians. Now, this is a chap called Michael Black, and he runs a blog called The Black Files. And for a number of years, he's been taking photographs randomly in the woods. When he goes back, he looks at them, and there are a series of what look like, almost mantis-like aliens within the trees. Now, some people will scream pareidolia straight away. Um, When I first started looking at him, I was a bit dubious, but there are some things in there that are absolutely mind-blowing. Problem is, he's closed his blog now, and he's not in contact with any people, so I'm not really sure how I would go about getting any more on that story, unless there's a listener out there who knows Michael through the subjects and can point me in a good direction. And then the last one I have is kind of a compilation, Michaela, of things that have happened um, it's a number of people who have found being in the area off kilter, as they describe it. So some of them are actually physically sick. Um, in the very early 1700s was the very first report of a UFO in the area. And that follows all the way through to a foretold report. Can you imagine what would have foretold? Yeah. Yeah, a foretold report. Two schoolboys, using a Ouija board, came up with a series of messages that spoke about an alien in Clapham Woods, and that happened to come true many, many years later, mm-hmm. which is absolutely unbelievable, isn't yeah.
0: it? Yeah. And
1: then it's just report after report after report that Michaela's going to share in a, uh, one of a podcasts. Yeah. Dogs that have gone missing, horses that have gone missing, Deb just completely missing. And I don't mean like they've locked them up for the night and they've gone, I mean literally in front of people's eyes. Wow. One local couple had a dog named Wallace who was a three-year-old chow and he suddenly disappeared. As did a two-year-old collar belonging to John Cornford. The dog that was normally obedient suddenly ran off into a small copse between two trees and was never seen again.
3: Oh, that's horrible.
1: No, a number of animal owners have reported the same and a horse that was tethered while his, while his rider just had a quick pee. When he turned back, the horse had gone. No sign of it, no tether, no nothing.
3: That's weird. Mm.
1: So you've got one area in, it's not really much, very much remarkable, is it about those areas, Um let me just, sorry.
0: No, I think some, um, I'll have to have a look, but I think them, they might be on a ley line, mm. I, I need to look further into that.
1: And I was, my thinking of it was, you could replicate that area anywhere in the UK. So
0: yeah.
1: the jobs, you could have a picnic in there. It's not a wood that would put you off and be frightening. And I use it as the example simply because let's pick one random wood see what strange experiences have happened there over the years and as you can see there was quite a few so i am dying to know what happened when you went with the
0: team well um it, it was it's such a weird place i've been there a few times um been to this particular bit I didn't actually know about this bit it turns out the last few times I've been I've been wandering around in a different bit Right. Um, (laughs) so when when my group took me there um so I'm I'm part of two groups and we kind of all went together this particular time um SPS hi and the other realm hi
3: um
0: so we we all trooped in and there were about um five or six of us um, to this particular bit that I hadn't been in before, and there's this massive tree. I'm not sure if it's an oak tree, but it's about 300 years old. Um, it's if you had to try and put your arms around it, I think it would probably take three people,
3: right? Yeah, um,
0: to get their hands around it. Um, they call it the witch's tree, and people hang stuff off it, people do ceremonies underneath it, people have yeah. got married, had pagan weddings there, all sorts of things. Um, and I was just blown away by this tree. Um, and funnily enough, there was actually another group investigating, and they very kindly moved on after a few minutes and went somewhere else. And we heard the main things that happened were it felt very unsettling. It goes dead quiet, absolutely silent. Pin drop. Yeah. 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 Um, it I had my night vision goggles with me um so and I I felt I felt like people were watching me now it does have a reputation for um devil worshippers satanists being there um mainly throughout the 70s but you know um the villagers who live nearby are very protective of the woods and um one of our group was questioned as we went up what you doing why are you up there have you got permission so they they know that you know Yeah. People go up there. Yeah. Um, so when I felt like I was being watched, I got my night vision glasses out and I I just I couldn't see anything, but Mm. it went, it did go really, really warm. Right. And we all had to take our coats off. We were all sweating like mad. Yeah. It was really weird, you know. Um it hadn't been that warm. I mean, it was. What was it? August. So it, it was quite warm during the day. Yeah. But it was kind of temperate in the evening, but it just got really much hotter. Um, then we mm. felt like we could hear whispering all the time. Really? Now, I don't know whether Silent Wood and you sort of. Yeah. <laughs> are on high alert. Was it that? But I felt and we kept going. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? And it was like we could hear, yeah, like this, and then the lights started. Mm. Now this is what freaked me out, and I am, um, I I could put my hand on my heart and say, I've very very rarely been on an investigation that scared me, mm. but that really freaked me out. But I think it freaked me out because I thought it was people, I thought it was bad people watching us. Yeah, uh, okay. all I had in my head was devil worshippers hiding in the bushes. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't the paranormal I was scared about, but I got really creeped out. Um, and from one direction, we saw all these tiny lights, um, but they they were going different colours. So uh, they were orange. Um, there was red and there was white and there was yellow Ooh. and they'd kind of come on a bit like fairy lights yes they'd come on and th- but they'd blink out and it was almost like you could see them reducing yeah to go out they weren't flashing in and out they were kind of growing shrinking and shrinking yeah but they were only kind of tiny in the distance but there were loads of them Mm -hmm. and then I said come on this is really freaking me out now let's go we'd been there like a couple of hours yeah and as we came out of the woods you know when you're sort of walking out of somewhere that's scary and you try not to run (laughs) stop being silly now this is ridiculous but I I just had this urge to get out um and then we stopped and we looked and one of the other members of the group went look those lights are there again and it was a completely different place to where Mm -hmm. we'd been and they were in a completely different direction. And we were trying to debunk it because there is the A27 that kind of goes round Clapham Woods in is sort of like an arc. Right, yeah. So I was saying, could it be the road? Could it be headlights coming up? But it was too random and the lights were too many different colours. Yeah. And you couldn't hear the traffic at all. Um, and And they were kind of coming up and going out and coming up and going out. But in... Like a, almost like um you know when you have fairy lights and you put them on a program. Yeah, yeah, oh, almost, a sequence. yeah. A yeah, sequence, that's it. It was like that. And um so then we we came out of the woods and we sat in a field nearby because we felt a bit safer in the field, it was really yeah. um and nothing happened. I was willing a UFO or something to come, but yeah, nothing happened. But it so it was kind of something and nothing. But it really got to me. It was yeah, unnerved really
1: awesome. you. Yeah, mm. I mean, I would say peripherally, you're picking up on something. There's been a, it, regardless of the paranormal, there's been lots of studies into that feeling of being watched. Yeah, uh, if you look on Google and Google, it's some really decent scientists have put the work in, and they said normally nine times out of ten you are being watched. And that's, exactly, yeah, picking up on the. The energy of the place interests me because you said two things there that instantly made me think of energy: the twinkling lights that would pulsate in. yeah, smaller and larger, smaller, and larger. Um, oh, and what was the, the the very first one that I was thinking? The whispering. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, the whispering, and then the the, the change in the temperature. Mm-hmm. Now, normally, energy you'll go it got very very cold or very very warm. Mm. So. We may have a thing down there where lots of people have gone and, and done paranormal work, and we might have worshipped there back in the day. Yeah. And yeah. that tree is still this gathering place for people. Yeah. So you've got all this energy, millennia old. You know, how many times has it been around the sun? If it's if it's that old, I know the tree yeah. you're talking about because it's the one the man on Facebook was stood underneath when everything happened to him. Yeah. That's yeah. The famous tree within there but it fascinates me it's got to be something to do with the land that I'm convinced but
2: well, there's
3: the other thing as well Deb about it dropping really quiet like pin drop quiet yeah, that, that's,
0: that's very phenomenally yeah, it, isn't it yeah is, it is yeah yeah mm. yeah it's very atmospheric it really is and um but I have got this inbuilt fear I think it's from I was quite a good little girl I was a bit of a kind of a you know a goody goody when I was little uh, it changed when I was a teenager but yeah. when I was when I was little and I've got this it's so funny because I'm a teacher um I've got this fear of being told off like you yeah. know when you you go into somebody's um yeah. property or yeah. in a field or something and somebody will go oh what are you doing here <gasps> Oh no. We're told <laughs> off. And I just had this whole feeling the time the, the whole time I was there, every time I've been to Clapham Woods and I think it is because the locals are quite protective as well. Yeah. So like, oh, we're going to be told off, we're going to be told off. Um but I have this sixth sense. As a as a primary school teacher, you often have small children lurking behind you. <laughs> um and and often they don't say anything, but you can just feel them. The back yeah. of your head starts prickling and yeah. you'll turn around and go what is it? Oh, whatever. And you know they're there, and it was that feeling. Yeah. In space
1: in your actual space. Like yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. it happened to me and Jeb when we were at Benton. I thought yeah. Jeb run up behind me, or someone had run up behind me, and they were quite far out in front of us. So I, I know the feeling you mean.
3: Yeah, it's, it's weird.
1: Like a, it's like a creep that goes down your back, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It's it's awesome. Awesome. Real strange reports come in. Um recently. Oh, go on then.
0: Tell us. I don't know if it's
1: part because we're getting closer to all hallows, mm. you know, and it's so in it. I don't know if it's that, but I've had some really strange. Let me see if I can pull one up here. Right, we've had Irene Irina's arm felt icy cold, like that of a corpse. Are you ready for this one, ladies? Ooh. This happened in. Well- seven- yeah, Thetford, um, summer of 1954. Eric Barton and his wife, Irina, felt that like they needed a brief holiday. Um, they missed their intended stop and wound up riding to a small village of Wotton Hatch. They went into a graveyard called St. John's the Evangelist. When the couple left the grave side, they turned to the right, where they found themselves on a badly overgrown path, flanked by high, unkempt bushes. They followed this path up a clearing with a wooden bench and they sat down there to eat their lunch and enjoy the view. The dog was barking, birds were singing, everything was fine. And then it said it should have been an idyllic and peaceful, soothing atmosphere. But for some reason, they couldn't identify. They felt off as if someone was watching them. And then all of a sudden, everything went silent. Is ringing any bells? (laughs) yeah i know an icy terror crept over mrs barton she knew that things were very wrong indeed but she couldn't say how then three men wearing what looked like clerical garb entered the clearing behind her and although she had her back to them she somehow just knew that they were there one looked friendly but the other two, in Irena's words, seemed to radiate hatred and hostility. She wanted to get away, but she stayed frozen in place, unable to move. She noticed that her arms were icy cold, like that of a corpse. And the men just walked off. Oh, can you imagine being poor Irene? <laughs>
3: That's scary.
1: That is just, oh... It's the, the very idea of these men just coming out with the trees at you, you
3: know.
1: Yeah. Like that once again, that typical feeling of being watched, that feeling of being off. Yeah. When you know when you're in an area, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It is one of the time when I've heard that, and it's Glen uh, Glenco in yes. Scotland, and it's um, a man and his wife, and they check in because they're going to a family wedding, and they check into this hotel. And the wife says, we're not staying here. There's no way. When we got to the room, nope, we're not staying here. There's someone in that bathroom. There's no way I can do it. So they packed the bags, put them in the car. And as they getting ready to go to what he described of giants, but men, like um, very long ginger hair, long ginger beards, dressed from about the middle ages, kind of sackcloth, leather strap rather than boots. Yeah. And they walked past the couple almost enough that they could have touched them. And the man said that hostility and anger just flowed off them.
2: Yeah. And
1: he said, I don't know what they were, but I think they were going to kill somebody that night.
3: Mm. And the-
1: oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh
3: yeah, I remember that. I remember that tale, yeah.
1: Just I don't know what I do. I'm a paranormal investigator, but I don't know what I do in those circumstances. No. I'm I'd stand my ground, but I don't know if I would, you know.
3: That must have been petrifying, though.
1: Mm. And they just walked past them, did they? You just, they just walked out of the mist, past the couple, and back into the mist on the other side, and away they went. And the, the little bit that I forgot was, they'd booked the room, gone upstairs, wifey'd gone, oh, no, we're going. They'd gone downstairs to reception and said, we can't stay and he said it was almost as if she were used to it. She said, all right, it's okay, I understand. Here's the number for the other hotel. Oh, wow. And it wasn't a shock to her at all. Now, Glencoe's got a bit of a connotation to it, similar feelings of bad stuff. They always say you shouldn't mention the name of it, and I've done it about four times now, so.
3: Yeah. Oh, I've <laughs> said it loads of times, and no, it's befallen me yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, it a bit of a spooky connotation to the area, and I think yeah. there only are two hotels. I don't think you've got much choice where you stay. No, yeah.
3: But
1: he felt awful, and you could feel, as he said, just like anger and aggression just flowing off them, like the
0: the lady said in the graveyard. Wow. Now that is that would freak me out. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Yeah. It just,
1: I don't know how I'd react to that. I mean, we what we like to say with people, oh, I'd be fine. I'd stand. Yeah. With you. See, I think it's the intent, the feeling of that's washing off them. I don't think I'd want to be around that energy, let alone mix it with mine. If you get what I mean, a little bit like I'm walking up close behind you, Michaela. It's not a nice feeling, is it?
0: No, it's not. Um, I remember. I think I might have mentioned this to you before. Once when I was in, um, I was doing the uh, Edinburgh Festival, and I was in the Edinburgh Vaults and that that was the worst feeling ever this and it was literally stood right next to me yeah whatever it was um and i just turned around and there was nothing there and it was so scary it was really scary yeah it's freaky it's
1: not i'm not surprised the edinburgh vaults themselves are not they're not the nicest place are they? i mean let's no they are
3: quite spooky yeah they are quite spooky my, my Glencoe's yeah. spooky. I mean, I've been I've been up there in the rain, in the mist, and it's like it's just got an atmosphere of its own. It's unbelievable. And then when you drive along and you, you're not passing any other cars and there's just the lone piper stood in the lay-by and it's like, oh, my, I won't want to stand out there on my own whether I'm piping or not. Oh, no. that's like
1: going back in time, really, when you think yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. I'm uh, not
2: sure
1: how far it is. I'd have to get my map out to look... How far is between Glencoe and that report we've got where a lady's driving about 6am in the morning um, and the one long road that goes for ages had, had been diverted. They were doing some work on it because of a bit of rock fall and she said she saw like a typical Bigfoot as you describe him in the road um, as if he was cupping water from, from the puddle. Yeah. But as she approached him, the car Span and I don't mean just rolled over three times. And she said nothing moved off the dashboard, she could remain within a seat, and it was almost like she'd driven into a bubble of energy of some kind. Yeah, and she didn't know whether that big foot had actually aimed that at her or it was a coincidence. I mean, I can't see it being a coincidence. No, not really. Maybe they were all part of the same energy. Was she hurt? No, she said she just felt a bit stiffer in the steering wheel that were it. Wow. Nothing, nothing major, no enough. marks on the car, nothing. Almost like he pushed the energy at her.
3: Yeah.
1: And it had made the car roll.
3: Maybe just to give him enough time to get away? Yeah.
1: yeah possibly. It's just, I'm just thinking of all the strange reports I've got in that area, actually. There's um, lots of reports of things leaping out. So, like, black things leaping over the car. Um, yeah. She's just, I don't like the idea of that at all. No. It's nearly Halloween, everything we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, I know. Oh,
0: what's going to happen? I wonder if I'm going to get an activity in my house. I haven't had any um, big things happen in my house since 2019. So Ooh. will it be a year, an on year or an off year in my no. house? I don't know.
3: No. Has so anybody's guessed that?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> Craig was telling us about his piano troubles, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Furniture in and, and the way it can kind of affect people. I It's going to sound crackers to some people, but as you know, I'm moving and someone else is moving in here. And I thought, oh, my Lord, I need to protect every inch of this as I walk out with my feet, yeah. because I've been doing paranormal work here for God knows how long, and I don't want the new couple to move in. And be absolutely freaked
2: yeah. out. So I've just
1: yeah. decided, like, do I say, right, come on, just come with me then. Or you need to go and find, or I, what I'll probably say is those who want to go and find something else, off you go. Yeah. And those who come with me, come with me. But because she's a young, I think she's would be a young lass. And I don't want some young lass having to live here and put up with what I put up with. Oh, no. Not live here for long. But yeah, I've been thinking about it and I thought, it's strange when you think the amount of places we go and we affect that energy. So yeah. like you and your paranormal work and stuff, you affect the energy of the area and you go home and you don't know what happens afterwards. So like, you know, other people that come along in your, in your path, can a bit like Hammett really. Yeah. Where people yeah. just randomly open up these portals, don't they, and then just get in the car and go home and then dog walkers have to put up with. <laughs>
0: afterwards yeah. don't they yeah I often think about that about the house that I grew up in because without going into detail we lived there for 20 years and it was 20 years of misery yeah um my my mum and dad you know when somebody's together and they shouldn't have stayed together all that time yeah it was just awful it was just really negative the entire time yeah. and when they ended up getting divorced it was like oh thank goodness for that really um, <laughs> you waited till I left and you got in divorced. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I often wonder, did that 20 years of negativity do anything to the next people? Because we never had any sort of, um, you know, nothing paranormal happened in my home no. at all. Um, it, it was quite a modern house, but I know that doesn't really matter. It was about 1970s or something, but... I I often wonder, did we leave anything,
3: you know, afterwards? Yeah, Yeah. like a residue or whatever you would call it,
0: yeah? Yeah. Normal
1: investigator in 50 years' time or something who walks in and says, the couple in here were not happy. Yeah. yeah. home, you know, because I think we leave traces of our energy in places. Yeah. I think when we do investigations and clearings and things like that, we leave a little bit of ourselves there and we bring a little bit of that back with us, Mm -hmm. you know? I think that's why I'm. On protection, I wasn't until th- three Halloween's ago. And I, I went to um, I went to a place where I thought the place in my head, and it made me think, oh, but I still went anyway, which is ridiculous. I should have yeah. stopped
2: at that point.
1: And I d- we drove on in the dark. We drove in, and we hadn't realized that we droned on onto like the pet cemetery bit, and we didn't know. um And just this energy just come out from the side it it kind of presented itself almost like a cross between a dogman and a dinosaur i'd say yeah it it was so angry at me and i understood that i'd I'd done wrong and it just kind of hit me with this feeling and i was nearly sick i was kind of curled up in the bottom of the car trying to you know when you're gonna faint and you think yeah Yeah. and i couldn't in my mind i'm doing everything i can think of to push him off and apologize and say sorry and when I got oh my, actually I was ill for about two days I've had like this awful vertigo yeah wouldn't shift it wow. and then it suddenly struck me that oh it's Debbie it's all halos and somebody told me it was a, a, a cemetery and I thought oh my lord we drove onto it really disrespectfully at the yeah the, time of the year when the veils really you shouldn't be doing anything bad to anybody at this time of year. yeah come back tenfold but yeah yeah that was my own fault but can i just ask you you said nothing's happened in your house since 2019 what's been happening in your house Oof.
0: how long have you got, <laughs> <How long laughs> have you got? <laughs> um lots of things have happened um but not you see i don't think my house is haunted at all right i just think odd things happen um a lot, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of objects going missing, and being misplaced, and turning up. Loads of that. Yeah. I mean, um, and there were there were two particular ones, which I might might have told you before. Ones where um I call them slipper gates and face cloth gate. <laughs> um, so one, my my pair of slippers uh, went missing when I was in the shower. Um and I looked around the house for about 20 minutes, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. And the one time when I came back from the bathroom, the slippers appeared in my doorway. Right. They were together in my bedroom doorway. And yeah. I'd walked over, I'd walked over them 10 times. Yeah. And they literally just appeared. And then one day, um, really bizarre, face cloth went missing. I put a clean face cloth out on the sink. And, um, and then I went out of the bathroom, came back in, and went, Oh, is that face cloth just gone? <laughs> um, it disappeared. And we've got um, a washing basket next to the sink. Yeah. It's fallen in there. Has it gone down the back? He tipped out the, the basket, everything. And I was like, This is mental. So I <laughs> went to the um, airing cupboard, got a new one out, closed the door, turned around, face cloth back on the sink. Oh. <laughs> So I, I literally <laughs> shouted out and went, I caught you doing that. I caught you doing that. <laughs> I didn't see it, but I know I'm not going mad. Because you think you're going mad, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, even my husband goes, I literally just put those keys down and I know i'll put them on that table. Where yeah. have they gone? And he doesn't believe in anything like that. No, no. So l- loads and loads and loads of that. Um, but this particular Halloween, I um so the boys had gone out and done their trick-or-treating, um, yeah. and then I always make my husband watch a horror film, <laughs> um, which isn't he likes some, but his criteria is it has to be a good horror film. Yes. Um, now, I that cuts out three quarters of them. So, <laughs> so, so we, I can't even remember what film we were watching. So I'd... Um, while I... <laughs> Just to make it all a bit more jolly, while I used to go out trick or treating with the boys, um, I'd have a couple of glasses of wine. You see, yeah. make it all nice. Yeah. and then and I've got these amazing skeleton glasses, and they're quite big. So yeah. when you fill them with red wine, there's really quite a lot in there. Um, so um, we'd we'd <laughs> had a bottle, yeah, <laughs> we'd had a bottle. So I I tootled off, kind of tripped off to the um, the shop, the local shop. Um, So I I can't really say much about this because, yes, I had had about three glasses of wine by this point, Um, (laughs) but I came back in the dark and um, the house across the road has got a big wooden fence. It's about five feet high. Yeah. And as I walked past, I looked to my side and a shadow figure, well, a shadow went across the fence. Right. And then, of course, immediately, uh, where did that shadow come from? And there was it. no one there, and it was um, but it was the shadow. This is what's really weird—the shadow of like a troll. It was a really big, fat body. Yeah, it was like something from Grimm's fairy tales, with right. tiny little thin legs and knobbly knees. Ooh. so I thought, right, I've lost the plot now. I wasn't <laughs> scared or anything. I was like, right, that wine's really gone to work on me. I <laughs> so we, I went in. Um, and we sat down and we started watching this horror film. Um, and because we'd been out trick-or-treating, so we got, and you have a few glasses of wine, you get a bit sleepy. So we, we were kind of like quite Don't relaxed. They? yes. <laughs> anyway, um, we were sat there and then all of a sudden, really loud, this, at the front door. And I shot up off the sofa and went, what the heck was that? And Tom went, oh, I don't know. So I was like, oh, well, shall I go then? (laughs) (laughs) So I went to the front door, opened the door, nobody there. So then I thought, hey, teenagers. Yeah. So I went out down the drive and I went out into the road and it was dead. Literally nobody there. And as I came back into the house there were really heavy footsteps running across the landing oh. upstairs. Yeah, so I, I ran upstairs, fully expecting the boys to yeah. have got back out of bed, both of them fast asleep. Oh, then I went back into the living room and told Tom, who was kind of like, oh, that's weird. I was like, yeah. weird? <laughs> weird? <laughs> um, and it was 12 o'clock exactly. So, yeah, but nothing's is, happened since like that. I bet
1: you're grateful. That is creepy, that, isn't it? When you okay. It. I saw last week, I haven't even had a conversation with anybody about it yet, I saw a bum and a <laughs> pair of legs, and I don't even know how to describe Do <laughs> You know the night... A bear of, bum? <laughs> the night where I took the photographs, and in one of them, there was just mist everywhere. Yes.
3: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I saw
1: that. The place to go all of the time, and I take photographs there all of the time, and I've never picked that up before, and it didn't feel spooky when it was there. Now, you can get a lot of cloud up there because it's quite high up, but it wasn't that kind of night. It was quite like a dry night, and we were really relaxed. We'd, we'd walk the dog. We'd got in the car. We had a coffee, and at the time, I didn't see the, the, the mist until I'd gone home and gone through and went to post the photos on Facebook, as I normally do. Yeah. So as we're going to drive out, and I must explain, this is like heavily forested. There's no street lights or anything. I'm at the side of a reservoir. Yeah. Um, up Winter Rail, we were, we were up at Anglesark. And it's it's quite up, there's a lot of caving and stuff like that. So only little farm roads, not a whole lot of you can't drive really fast or anything. No. And as we see in the corner, so where there's there's absolutely nothing. There's just like this triangle of grass that splits the two lanes. And it looked like steam in the shape of an ass and a pair of legs, only about two foot tall. Right. like a little goblin man thing. Yeah. And I'm seeing the back of him running away. Wow. And I, as I went to say to Mark, did you see that? He said, oh, that was steam. And I'm thinking, right. eight degrees. <laughs> And then he went, but it's not art, is it? And I went, you did see that then, didn't you? And he went, yeah, it was a cloud of steam. I said, well, I saw an ass, and, I <laughs> and he was like, what? And I said, it looked like a little man. I didn't see the top half of him. It yeah. looked like I think the word I used was bogger. It looked like a little, like bogger ass bogger running off uphill. Yeah, it possible. It cannot have happened. But he got weirder. So we go up top. So I said, well, I was in a really good mood and we drive up as far up as we can go to a place called Spen Cobb, which is the top of the moor. And we go to the same space every time. And we have a, we have always have a coffee and it's lovely and the clouds will come in. Um, and I think I told Deb this one. He's got out and he's took the dog for a walk down the farm lane and I'm in the car on my own. And it's that foggy, I've got the lights on in the car because I'm a bit dubious. And I see this thing coming down the farm lane. Yeah. It's slinking like almost like a big cat. And I'm thinking, oh Jesus, it's about to happen. I'm finally going to see one well, of them face to face. And it keeps coming. And I'm thinking, oh fucking hell, that's a dog man. You know, when your mind's just panic, yeah. panic. And then I realized it was clip-clopping. And I suddenly went, Oh, like it's a ram. <laughs> 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 I must have been really, I didn't realize I was so frightened, so this yeah. down. It proper scared me. And I don't <laughs> tell Mark, because he was stood at the side of the car, it wasn't Mark. It was a, like a dark figure of what I presume was my husband, and it wasn't, and that really creeped me out.
2: Yeah. He
1: just beat me on, and he'd come back, and I was like, can we just go home? I've never been scared there, ever. No. Never. But I was that night. Yeah? Yeah, mm-hmm. a little- I don't really know how to describe it. You might, like the bottom half of a smurf. You know that round. But yeah. it's <laughs> if you would be made out of like scribbly smoke, yeah. white smoke. Yeah. Wow. Is. I don't know
0: how to describe that. That's amazing. Once when I uh, when I lived in Hull, I was at college in Hull, and I used to come home at the weekend, so I could go out with my mates in Halifax, mm-hmm. and then I'd drive back to Hull on the Sunday night. Yeah. um and the n62 was always just absolutely dead they would be just yeah. me yeah. and one night when i was driving back um i saw two legs run across the motorway in front of me wow but nothing above the knee no.
3: just
0: two yeah. legs with some trousers run across oh and that was that was weird
3: the stretches of the 62 of 12s all are a bit creepy i think even during the day there's a bit of a atmosphere yeah. There's certain little stretches that you go along and you think, oh, I wouldn't like to be broken down here on a night on my own. Yeah. Uh, I
0: took a report
1: yesterday of two legs running across the road Ooh. in the mountains of Maud in Northern Ireland. Right. Um, she described them almost like puppet legs. Dr. Mac, I'm interviewing him next week. We have a researcher, a BBR researcher, who lives over there and investigates and he's a metis. Yeah. Canadian native Deb, but he lives in Ireland. So he's right. he does all walking and stuff like that. And that's why we're in touch. Yeah. And it was a lady that got in touch with him. And she said, she, you know, she just saw a pair of legs, no body, no, just a pair of legs run across the wall, road. But those legs were about five, six foot tall. Wow. And he said, well, if these legs, he's got to within the body. And she was like, oh no, because that would mean it would be, it would be huge. It would be like 10, 11 feet tall. Yeah. And just a pair of legs, like Michaela said running across the road. so There's, like, strange serendipity in that because i have only just taken that report.
3: Yeah, that's freaky. (sighs) Wow.
1: Yeah, do you mind if I ask? The road that you said then, is that where you saw that thing that was at the side of the road?
3: Me? No, no. Right. No, it's miles away from there.
1: Because I was looking at your report earlier. um, Yeah. Because... I don't know if we've shared on here that one where you saw that thing that only had the mouth. Oh, so
0: tell
3: just... us, Deb. Oh, yeah. We'd been to Scar House Reservoir for a BBR mate. And honestly, Debbie, it's it isn't it? It's it's miles of a drive. You you go, you follow the little brown sign that says Scar House Reservoir, and you've got miles to go before you get to the car park. Mm-hmm. But coming home. I'd would come home with my friends that had been with me, and we were driving. I was driving along, and I came to Leeds Bradford Airport, the back off the back road. Mm. And I thought, oh, rather than go on the main road near the airport, come up the Chevy and go on that road. And as I started driving down, it's quite a long stretch till you get to the big bend at the end of the runway. Mm. And I'd seen this girl in the distance, and I thought, I mean, it had been an absolutely beautiful day, really, hadn't it, Deb? It was just sunshine all day long. It was gorgeous. And she had, like, like, a little short suit on, and it was floral and floaty. But her legs, from a distance, her legs were emulsion white, proper, like she was wearing white leggings, but there were her legs. Don't remember what she had on her feet. And as I got nearer to her, she had this, like, little denim jacket on, and her hair was black and parted in the middle and straight, proper straight down to her, I don't know, just under her boobs. It was, it was long. And she was kind of looking down and I thought she was on her phone. Mm. And then I spotted, as I got nearer to her, just before we got to the bend, I looked at her and her face was the same colour as her legs. It was proper bright white was her face.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: And as I kind of got level to her and I looked at her, the whole bottom half of her face was a mouth.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It
3: was like, it was open in a big black. It was just a big black void. Oh, that
0: made it? me go funny.
3: I know yeah. I've got goosebumps now thinking about it. And I went, I I swore and I I said to Carol, I said, did you just see that? Then she went, yeah, I did. But what I'd seen her as a person, Carol saw her as like an energy, like a dark energy with a white flash across as we passed. Mm. But it was a mouth, a mouth. And she kind of had this, her head was down but turned sideways and it was like this smirk on her face. Mm. Like, oh, you've seen me. Yeah, Honest to God, it horrified me. It was horrifying. Wow. It, it was just that and I I looked because I, in that split second when I saw it I thought that can't be a mouth it's got to be a mask but it wasn't it was a mouth because yes. I could see a nose and everything it was it was a mouth Oh, oh. proper freaky
1: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Japanese, terrifying I can't think the the name but there's a Japanese ghost is the wrong
3: word yes I looked that up and I can't remember what it's called
1: events like that with this long dark hair Yes, And that can have either a vo- be completely void of a face yes. all, or this wide gaping mouth. Yep. Like a shape shifter type of thing. Mm. I'm wondering if it's, you've seen uh, it in one yeah. thing because that's how you've seen it. And yes. And Carol works with energy, she's a raker. Yeah. Uh, that's why she's seen the energy of it. It's dark, black with a, a bit of a white space kind of thing, yeah but in most of the things we've spoken about tonight every one of us has been relaxed at the time when it's happening
0: yes Mm.
1: you know and maybe that's the key to tuning in is that maybe it
0: is yeah
1: almost hypnotic kind of yeah i mean you would have been on the couch at halloween you'd have been really comfy you're with your hubby you've had a good night the boys are asleep you know so you're at your most comfortable aren't you so it's not surprising if something's going to happen it's going to happen then and me and Deb we'd had a lovely day that day yeah well, it was, it was, it was gosh, fabulous it was beautiful yeah and it just happened it's like with the Kitty Garthwaite thing with me exactly like, yeah I had no intention of tuning into her that day I never go in an area where I'm going to tune in in front of people it's not something I do it's very private for me yeah they can take over in a way. So if they're running with snot, I'm running with snot. If they're down on the knees, I'm down on my knees. And I don't like being that vulnerable in front of people. But I had no control over it that day. And yeah. I had no control. I'm, I'm really strong-willed with any spirit, entity, whatever you want to name it, but not that day. She took over me completely. And I still had her energy on me for weeks to come. And it was just, I think she just wanted to get the truth out there, that what had happened to her. And I think the driver was really, really nice driving in, and I think I was really, really relaxed. And that's probably why she said I've tuned into her so quickly.
3: Yeah. I found that name of the Japanese ghost. Is it Samara? No, it's Kuchisaki
0: Honour. Oh, that a woman with a hellish gaping mouth. (laughs) Is that a bit like what they base the ring on? Yeah, 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 similar similar. I think, yeah. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: My granddaughter's got the same haircut. Oh, that's a bit scary. Yeah, it's a bit, (laughs) It's for Halloween. It it really reminds me, do you remember, um, I think one of you commented on it, I think it was you, Deborah, when um, when I was driving down the A3 a couple of weeks ago with my Mm. husband and I saw that weird person in the car. Yeah, um, tell, um, tell me more about it. She didn't really yeah. put... Just did a little... had a stranger experience and didn't
1: really give us any details.
0: Yeah, so me... And this was another case where me and my husband saw two different things. Yeah. So we were, we were driving down the... And... Oh, I can't even remember where we went. Anyway, we were driving her. We were driving down the A3 and... Mm-hmm. Um, towards the m27 where it then it goes to chichester after that so it was somewhere near the bottom of the a3 and we'd dra- been driving for a long time and um i i get really annoyed by people like my mother sorry mum um <laughs> who hog the middle name i yes, hate I it do. oh that's like my look, oh just you know go, go, you know, overtake, go back in, overtake, go back in. Yeah. Don't sit in the middle and hog it, especially if you're going slow. Yes. So I was, I was about to be, I was getting ready to be annoyed because there was this battered old silver car in the middle lane going really slowly. I mean, for, for, it was going like, so uh, I was like, Oh, look at this idiot here. And it only had one light on the back. Right. Um, And when I went round the front, when I'd ended up going round the front, it only had one light at the front as well, and they were weaving across the middle lane and i said oh i'm I'm yeah. getting past this person, yeah. you know just let me get out of the way of them um and because i I have to put my hand to my heart and say." I do suffer with road rage. Yes, I don't <laughs> I don't know why, but it just gets me so quickly. So as I was driving past, feeling all righteous about oh, look at this idiot in the middle. Of course, I, I turned to look as if to say, Who is this fool that I'm driving yeah, past?
2: The driver. Yeah? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and this face looked at me and I thought it was wearing a horror mask. <sighs> Um, so it was um, a, a man um, with, if you think of kind of, if you, you think of um, Robert Smith from The Cure. Yes. So white face, black spike, he had black spiky hair all over. Yeah. But it was kind of, he, he turned to face me, but he wasn't, he hadn't kind of turned to look at me. His face was. Pointing straight out of the window as if his head was at right angles.
2: Right.
0: So he was looking at me full face on, but half of his face was hidden behind the, the door on. frame. Yeah. Yeah, the, the back door frame. Yeah. And it was a really possible angle for somebody who was driving down the motorway. Um, and his eyes were black. And I, I don't know how I managed to take all this in, but his mouth was open as if he was screaming. Yeah. like um, like a horror film like yeah. oh, oh. kind of like that um and it really freaked me out i mean it really wasn't what i was expecting
2: no
0: huh? um and tom what old tom said he saw was he he was surprised because it it was a man that was much younger than he expected it to be from the driving and the car yeah um, but he said it was just he said it was just um a kind of weird looking guy in his kind of 20s Right. But that's not what I saw. I no. saw something from a horror film. So who knows? I don't know if it's just so anyway, I didn't say anything to him at all until we got home. Yeah. I just drove really fast past it and then and it just really freaked me out.
3: I think sometimes, like in in my case, I think me and Carol, because we're both we're both spiritually in tune, sort of thing. I think it was just we were picking up the different energies. Yeah. She was picking up one energy where I was picking up another and maybe you and Tom did the same.
0: Yeah, because he's very maybe, practical. He doesn't yeah. believe in any, yeah, any of expecting. this.
1: Maybe Tom has seen the fact similar, what nine out of ten humans would say. Yeah. And seen his true self. Is, yeah. You know, that's how you've seen him in this awful, screaming, horrible way, you know. Yeah. I honestly think there are people that walk this earth that are not, in control of their own bodies no. post type of way and I know that might freak some people out but I've seen people like that way. You, you look at the face and you just think why is nobody else seeing this is it yeah. i you know, almost, I've seen a guy who was almost lion like I don't even know how to describe that
2: Yeah,
1: he looked more animal than, than human and he yeah. was awful the, the feeling that rolled off him was awful it mm-hmm. reminded me I would see him in me Mine's eye chasing someone through the woods yeah in a really animalistic way Yeah, I I've
3: passed like... I've passed people that have twice in my life one of them was a bloke mm. and I could feel like waves of I don't even know what it was but I could feel it before I looked up at him and I looked at him and he had the most evil face I've ever seen oh. and I, you know when you're like inwardly panic yeah. mm. And I started to panic, and I'm like, I couldn't get past him. I was walking, and he was walking towards me, but it was just—it stared through me, Ugh. and it just left me with it. I was covered in goosebumps, and I just couldn't get away. And I kept looking behind to check that he hadn't turned round, and there was just evil pouring off him. And then a woman in the supermarket—only um, about a month ago—just trotting up and down the aisles, putting stuff in the basket, and I looked up, and this woman was coming towards me, and I recognised the feeling. And I thought, oh, oh my god. And she was the same. She had this really evil face. And I'm like, just waves of hate coming off her. Horrible. And and nobody that I knew, you know, it's just random people, but it's just funny how you can pick up on them
0: little things. Yeah. Sometimes I, I wonder whether I'm, well, I, um, I quite often wonder whether I'm going mad, but sometimes I see people staring at me mm-hmm. for no reason. Yeah. And that really freaks me out because, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a, an average looking person. You know, I'm not yeah. somebody who you walk in a room and everyone goes, oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> there was no reason for people to be looking at me. But it's almost like they look at me and they stare at me for mm. too long, almost as if either they're recognising me or they know me or.
3: They can say I something you can't.
0: Yeah, it's really yeah, weird. What you mean you do this? Cause you think, have I got something
1: on my face, and that's why they're looking at me? Yeah. And then, like I'll check when we got. Yeah.
3: I, <laughs> I, turn, I turn. to guys if if people do that, I turn to guys and go, have I grown two heads? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I. Ugh. It just it,
1: some people just have this ick that rolls off them, and there's no way you can describe it, is there? No. So there are, some that are just almost like they are a fact similar. Yeah. Like, else is in that body and they're driving the bus you know yes. and just I mean I, I remember telling Deb I used to work at um, a nursing home in my 20s and we had a chap there and he, he was classed as mentally ill and he was physically disabled as well don't get me wrong and one of the things he used to do was he used to write consistently over and over and over and he used to write about all these galaxies and he'd draw star maps and everything and he, yeah. he'd them on every bit of the paper really manic really really manic but he did that other than sleeping and eating, that's what he did. Yeah, and he passed away. And we put uh, yeah, obviously he didn't have family to give anything to, so we put I put all his books up in what we call the area, which was like the archive. A few years later, I can't remember if it was three or five. It's a twenty-five bed place, so you get people coming in and out. So if I've got the time wrong, I apologize. We had a younger chap came in, and he sat down at the table with a pen and a piece of paper. And it was almost like he picked up where Melvin had left off. Right. The same maps, the same writing, the same compulsion to do it over and over and over again. Wow. And I remember thinking that's impossible. Yeah. Like literally impossible. But I saw it with my own eyes. Both of them had the same psychiatric diagnosis as well. Yeah. And I thought oh, maybe they are tapped into something. Yeah. And that's why do you know. He'd, he'd tell you like what star map was here and what before the moon come and all of this stuff that they're talking yeah. about. Just Sumerian tablets and we're talking about people who can't communicate verbally. Yeah. But they have all this knowledge within them and they just like it was almost like automatic writing. Yes. Is the
2: way would have put it.
1: You know yes they probably use a different part of the brain than we do. hmm you get savants, don't you, who do very similar things? Yeah, this was different, it was different than that. It was almost like somebody else was driving the bus. Let's yes. put it away. They, had, they didn't show joy in anything, so food didn't excite them. No. television, entertainment, going out on a day trip. Some would get so excited if we were taking them out on the bus, planet plan it 12 months in advance, they'd have yeah. seven hours you know all of that and that's all part of the joy of it isn't it yeah it we is yeah out. we had to drag him out and make him go on day, trip. and all he wanted to do was sit and yeah. the one who second he used to do it on his wall so we'd take his pens and his paper off him and he'd just start on the wall yeah so it was just oh it was unbelievable and i just thought how did they know how do they know
3: i looked i, I worked in mental health for 22 years and i looked after um, a bloke, I can't remember where he came to us from, but anyway, he constantly talked about aliens. He gave us... I used to tell you also... He never talked about anything else. Mm-hmm. Music, occasionally, but the majority of it was about aliens, where they came from, what they were doing. It was almost like he lived a life with them as well as us. You know, it he, he was like the, the detail that he went into about things and that, I used to think to myself, there's something more to this, but how can you... How could you say that to somebody who, do you know what I mean? It's difficult yeah. to broach.
1: These
2: are yeah.
3: Rambling in not end and
1: somebody making sense. Yeah. To. It's a fascinating idea, isn't it? Oh, that, yeah. I mean, even if it was just biological, physical, it could be that that part of the brain that they use, they can tap into an ability. Yeah. You know, us us normal folk can't kind of thing. So that it might be, an, it could be that because they've lost one sense or one ability, yes, that pick up more. That's the scientific way of looking at it. Well, it's like people that
3: go deaf; in it. the the clarity of visions better, or vice versa, the the ears are better. Yeah,
1: yeah. they make yeah. up for it. Yeah, yeah. It could be that they are in tune with other beings from either dimensions or space. Yeah, and that. Having these conversations, and when they report that they're having them, we see it as a mental illness, yes, and it gets described as mental illness, yeah. I told you I did my DNA, didn't I? And I've been looking at the female line, and I've got five females in my line that have the same probably things going on that I did, where they're all in what class at the time was lunatic asylums, which is wonderful, yeah. Two for hysteria, one was ranting, um, and I think two of them were just, I don't even know what they described it as, um, postnatal, not po- the, the old fashioned way of postnatal depression. So
3: postpartum,
1: was it? that posh, no, it was like baby blues or something. Oh, right, like. yeah. And I'm thinking, what if they were seeing things like I was?
2: Yeah, yeah. The
1: hysteria, maybe they were terrified because they were seeing things in the room, like, like I was, you know, and there was no understanding of it back then, like there isn't no. now.
3: No, they'd have you locked up.
1: It really shocked me, and I thought. It was another spark of, is it in your blood? Like, is it in your DNA? Yeah. And
3: it Makes, makes me wonder.
1: That's down like anything else, like a green hygiene or being really good at athletics or whatever yeah. it was that you got from your parents kind of thing.
0: Yeah. yeah well, I mean, they say that um, psychic abilities can be passed down, don't
1: they? Yeah, yeah. 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 I just think it's fascinating I'd love to look at it from a scientific way uh, and just to see you know if there's something about our DNA that's different to other people's, like people who don't experience anything yeah or is it just that they have a very analytical brain so they get they, they kind of different their thinking's different in a way like yeah put it like
3: yeah now, not not being nasty but like narrow-minded whereas we're open-minded it, that could be like a not narrow minded in an insulting way, but in an actual physical single-minded,
0: yeah, yeah single-minded, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It could be, couldn't it? And it's yeah. just like trying to work out what it is that makes the person the catalyst is, is fascinating for me. Yeah. I just love to know what it was that why can 10 people go in a woods and it'll only one of them will have an experience or a frightening event or something. Yeah. The other nine didn't pick up on it at all. And, like, I've never found an answer to it. No. So I that's the question I'd love answered. Is it that person who is the catalyst? Or yeah. is it the year itself? And it's just yeah. a certain time they just walked in at an unopportune moment. I can't see. I don't really believe in coincidences, me. No, I
3: don't. know. No. I think no.
1: maybe it's the person who's the catalyst. But I don't know how you'd scientifically test that.
3: No, I don't either. <laughs> But yeah. going back to going back to sort of psychiatry schizophrenia, I often wondered with that because I've I've overheard yeah. people talking to the, supposedly to themselves, and it's almost like they're having a conversation with spirit. And I used that to was think bad. to myself, yeah.
0: that some
3: was of bad. this, some of this could be mediumship, not so, not schizophrenia at all, yeah. Lots of mediums were put into um, asylums. Mm? Lots
1: Mediums because they saw you as ranting or hysterical or yeah. you know whatever. If you see something at the end of your bed or if you're having night terrors,
3: yeah.
1: Back in the day, you know they would. I mean, come on, they'd lock you up for having a limp. Oh the no, day. yeah. It was really seen as shameful, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was just re- really weird the way we were brought up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just. I don't know. I just find it fascinating.
3: Yeah. Oh, it is man. fascinating.
0: Yeah.
1: Water.
3: Okay. Okay.
0: All right, there was, uh, so uh, it kind of ties in. Last weekend, we went um, on this investigation with um, one of my groups, The Other Realm, and we went to this place called The Doll's House in Kent. Ooh. Um And it's it's a private residence, but it's supposedly really haunted. And yeah. um, the owner collects lots and lots and lots of creepy dolls. So all the way up the staircase, there's creepy um. dolls, um, all over the house and you you rent the whole house out. And there were about eight of us, I think, and we all paid an amount and we could stay there for the whole night. So we did, we had the whole house to do investigations in, which was brilliant. And we did um, all sorts of things we did. You know, we had um, spirit boxes and um, EMF meters and REM pods and everything. (laughs) Anyway, the 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 best results we got were from the Ouija board, right? And one of the members of the team was getting messages personalized just to them,
2: right.
0: um, and the Ouija board only wanted to speak to this person. Um, and it got to the point where she went outside with the REM pod, and um, people were telling the spirit that came through to affect the REM pod outside, right? Um, and it was doing on command Um, but the information that came through was so personal to her that I actually my theory was that it didn't actually matter where we were it was her that was getting the message and even if she'd been at home and we were doing that then it would have still been the same yeah I didn't feel like the house had much going and well it didn't when we were there you know i don't want to diss it and say no. nothing's there it it was just a very quiet night for us but i sincerely believe that the stuff that was coming through for her um could have come through anywhere
3: yeah not just because it was there yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: i think it's more the energy of the group rather than yeah. it the home you know mm. in that spirit man i've been waiting for so long for a tool that could enable them to communicate. It was one of the questions asked was, Do you believe in, in seances and things? And I said I did because it's, once again in a seance you're very relaxed. You sat down and you relaxed and most of you have put your thoughts out there and done that yeah. if you can come through please come through. And I would imagine she's done the same. Yeah. So the the the, the Ouija boy is just a tool isn't it? It just yeah. gives you that that not narrow vision is the wrong thing what michaela said before it, it constantly you can focus on something i think yeah yeah Blanchette. I, I think i don't find them any differently to runes or tarot no. it's more no. about the person, isn't it but it's lovely that you've been able to she's been able to
0: get those
3: messages yeah definitely
0: yeah and it, i think they were really um they were really personal to her and she didn't really want to go into what it meant but i just got the feeling that it really meant something to her which was brilliant yeah did you try yeah.
3: evp there oh yeah
0: um we did although i was so annoyed with myself because uh my little EP, evp device ran out of battery as soon uh. as i got there and i hadn't taken my batteries with me oh, so I, I tried it on my phone but i haven't had good results on my phone no but i've had okay results on my little evp device but yeah. not on my voice recorder on
3: my phone yeah it's funny that You'd think with the modern technology that they'd be crystal clear and they'd pick up anything, and they actually don't, do they? No.
1: It could be me using that energy, though, to, to appear. He could have drained everything in there. The- could have done, yeah. yeah. With the last, you know? Yeah. It's quite, lots and lots of paranormal teams, cryptid teams, talk about tech just failing on the day. Yeah, yeah.
3: sucking up the energy, in it to use for yeah. whatever they're doing.
1: It's understandable, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I've seen people do experiments where they've made like almost like Faraday cages to 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 make more energy, you yes. know, for it to build kind of thing. And then I've even seen people who have ridiculously tried to make ghost traps and stuff. Mm. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I suppose, I suppose it depends on what you're after in your research, isn't it? If you look at yeah. around your or you're looking for that that pitch to sell to so the the Discovery Channel, you know, you get different different experiences don't you
0: yeah I do I I often wondered whether I had this idea that if uh, if if batteries are being drained mm-hmm. then how about somebody one day taking along a fully charged car battery like right <laughs> here you go how right <laughs> we go on that <laughs> if you're gonna come through then you can have it <laughs> yeah, exactly
1: but why not? Somebody once asked me, do you think I should? And I said, it doesn't matter to me if you nail cake to a tree. If you've had the idea of it and you think it might work, go for it. Someone out there will come up with the, whatever it is that we suddenly go, yeah. I can communicate to the dad. I was in touch with a chap about three years ago and he was trying to make a device that would enable you to talk to spirits or other dimensional beings, almost as we would with a telephone. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard anything about it since 2018. And I'm not sure whether he was being honest because he said that it would be released in February 2020. I've never heard anything about it. But I remember at the time thinking, can you imagine how amazing that would be? Yeah. (laughs) you stick down with the device and have a conversation with your loved one yeah you say all the things that you think you should i mean you know it anyway because they're around you all the time yeah of course they
3: are
1: yeah it's more for us isn't it that that we can still communicate with that person that we love so much
3: yeah
1: amazing i i think i'd like to come back and, and not all the time but i wouldn't mind coming back and making sure they're all all right you know and they're happy and stuff and yeah things like that and i might come back if I don't know, say what, to haunt someone. Like, maybe I'll die and I'll still have that vengeance within me. And I'm thinking, yeah. yeah, I'm going
3: to I'm, I'm <laughs> going to go mess stuff up. <laughs>
1: oh, I know, loads of ghost stuff. You're in for it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. But it's just, I don't know, I find the, the subject fascinating. I really do. I mean, we have an intrinsic need, don't we, us humans? to communicate, whether it be with other humans or other beings. Yeah. Or we want to open up that, that conversation. And, like, oh, it would be absolutely amazing if we could, if it was just as simple as beep, 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 beep.
3: Yeah. Hello? Where did you hide all
1: the silver? Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, why did you leave me all that stuff and tell me it was valuable only for me to find out that it wasn't? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'd we'll have a few questions of us on Crossley if I could do that, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> my mum would be phoning him every day, I'm giving him jobs, so it's probably best if
0: I tell him. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you, be- tell, you tell me those lottery numbers this <laughs> yeah. you, otherwise you're in trouble. Yeah.
1: <laughs> i my BBR phone and still be going.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go Yeah, I've
1: got loads of emails. <laughs> Which has become the story of my life. And I am not complaining, by the way. No,
3: definitely not.
1: So many reports have come in. And the most scariest for me are of a physical thing, the big cat. I saw two gents this week who have been followed, stalked is the word I should use, at night along railway tracks because they work on the line. Yeah. That's worrying. How close is an nearest railway track to your house? well
3: look
1: at yours <laughs> garden yeah. and i'm thinking we're the feeding birds these egg jugs coming in these you know there's a lot of protein sources there for a large cat yeah what if they are mooching up and down the banks at night in in towns yeah into people's garden and then i got sent that video where that cat jumps off of the bonnet of the car and yeah it, that's a big cat. I see a lot of moggy videos. I think that's a moggy, that's a moggy, that's a moggy. I didn't on that one. No. What the
3: f- is that? That is too big to be a domestic cat. The
1: dance of it, the confidence in it was... Swagger. ...flexic really stuff. And you know that cat's really confident, tails right up in the air and it's just strutted. Yeah. That's what it did. It was like... It was a master of its environment. It yeah. Was, at all frightening. It was caught on a doorbell cam of all things. Yeah, wow. How many more are we gonna catch with? Lots of people have them now, don't they Doorbell. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fascinating, but oh, it would have been good. <laughs> it was. It was. It would have been cat, I was like, oh. So I've had so many big cat reports, I've actually had to reach out. One of the guys who I'm interviewing, the, the guy who's been followed by um, down the railway line, is gonna let me interview him on Sunday. Um, and then I'll share that with everybody, obviously. But he he contacted a guy who runs a big cat organization because I said to him, I can't do them justice. No. So many of them coming in, and with a cat, what you really want is someone out in the field looking for like pug marks and scat and things like that and yeah. hair. You And I can't do that, and I don't have the investigators to do that. So I just I, I sent him a message earlier saying, is it okay if from now on? they come in to me i forward that witness on to you because he is in touch with people who can do that
2: yeah
1: if they're coming that close that they're following us something needs to happen you know and when they were out in the wilds that's one thing but if they're coming right into towns and into busy towns and garden that's worrying you know that is you don't why would you want a panther in your garden
0: (laughs) oh yeah yeah but do you know has there been any reports of people being attacked by them do you know yes
1: it was a police officer attack a number of years ago about 2012 he said it was a black cat and it was the size of a labrador i think that was in lincolnshire um there was a chap in cumbria who's walking home from his night shift and he was hit by something really big and black that he described as a cat and he's, uh, he's these photographs and he's it, black and blue down one side, and it looks like he's been hit by something.
0: Yeah. And there are
1: very deep scratches on him. Um, I'm trying to a young uh, a young boy. Yeah. Had scratches on his face. He was attacked by a cat, and a lady in Scotland, if I remember rightly, attacked her leg. Now, that is not cat behavior at all, but it could be sick. Yeah. It, be desperately drought. hungry yeah desperately hungry something like that and i wondered if we'd had so many this year simply because of the drought
2: yeah
1: a lot of us have water in the garden and we feed in we put water out for birds and things like that and i thought maybe it's a simple case of that yeah as, as the the wild places are drying out as the summer has gone on that's why we've come so close into the town and they've been able to catch it on the doorbell cam
3: yeah
1: yeah, and we've had COVID, and mustn't forget that. I when you just thought of that for two years, yeah. The roads have been empty, aren't they, most of the time at night? So they might be more emboldened.
3: Yeah. gain yeah, confidence with there being nobody about and come further and further in.
1: Yeah. What you don't want is a 250-pound emboldened male cat in your yeah. garden with day. I mean mountain lines take people out. Yeah. yeah. and it's like there was lots of questions because I was thinking, why so many black ones? you yeah. so maybe the light-coloured ones blend in better.
3: Ooh, that's a point, yeah.
1: Well, maybe the melanistic ones, because they're black, stand out. Susie saw a black stag this week in Epimet.
3: Yes, she did.
1: I've seen black squirrels, and I looked it up because I didn't I've weren't... seen black squirrels All in Hertfordshire. Right. Yeah. Uh, simply a case of the prominent G. They yeah. are more the black ones are more aggressive and they can give to two litters a year. So eventually most of the grey squirrels in England will be replaced by these black ones. It right. just happens evolution. So yeah. maybe the melanistic black ones uh we just see them because they stand out. Yeah. Especially in a field or something, you know? You'd see the t- you see the tail, I get that a lot, that someone you could tell it was a cat by the weight of its tail and where the tail tipped. Yeah. Even down to facial descriptions, that's sloping kind of, I mean, I know they have a flat face, but there's just not a slope to a cat as well. Be
3: yeah, honest. the big cats kind of have more of a muzzle, don't they, than yeah. a domestic cat.
1: Yeah. So, to me, it started, I noticed about five years ago, we'd gone from it being farmer's way out to, to, to dog walkers. And like people riding the bikes and things like that. But still, they weren't approaching. The cat was, you catch a glimpse of it as it was moving off away. Yeah. And then about two years ago, you'd hear where they were actually, they'd stand on the path and not not be frightened of the human or the dog. Yeah. People said, I think it was actually hunting me, dog. I think we could have a, a growing population out there. I mean, 15,000 reports in Canuck in a 10 year period.
3: That's so, amazing.
1: 15. So imagine how many weren't reported. Now you do that through the whole of the country.
2: Yeah.
1: We could have a population that's overbred. Lack of lack of cats have quite a large area that they roam, don't they? Yeah, they do.
3: Yeah, huge.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe there, there's that many that they're encroaching on each other's territory now and and things. I so know that they've had definite definite DNA back as leopard two times I can think of, and there was one lion print in uh, southwest of England that they declared was definitely a lion print. So that yeah. means. Somewhere in the UK, there is a bloody lion roaming Now in.
0: that is terrifying. Yeah, just you know, slightly.
1: Hopefully, the government have took it out and we don't know anything
0: about it, but... Yeah. I, kn- I know hmm. there were a couple caught, weren't they? There were yeah. a couple caught in Scotland. Which tells you that they're out there. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And- it's, I can't tell you how I'm not exaggerating when I tell you. I put a video about them list the week, and it is comment after comment after comment for people saying, I've seen one in Cheltenham, I've seen one in Northeast, I've seen, and it's just the list just goes on and on and on. Yeah. Big thing, and people are reporting them. The problems we've got is the powers that be in not taking those reports seriously. No. So if you said all 15,000 of those people were mistaken, I'm not having that. I don't no. know. Large number of people, very erudite people, whose whose evidence in court you would accept. Yeah, because they've seen an animal that you don't believe is here, or you don't want us to believe is here. Suddenly, their word's not good enough anymore. But to me, they're the people we should be listening to.
3: Yeah, definitely.
1: What were they doing when they had that encounter? And then let's not replicate that. You know, it could be something about the human that's made that cat feel that it can approach, maybe. Yeah, because if you if you've got an animal in your country that you're not used to, you need to know its behaviour pattern, don't you? Uh, yeah, and it should be managed. It, even if there's only a hundred of them, that's a hundred bloody big panthers running around in the UK. You know, you say, I'm not saying they should go out and kill them. I'm saying it should be managed. Yes, you should be able to make a report of where they are, and that report should be taken seriously.
3: Yeah, and, and people know, should be cautioned.
1: Yeah, and then we could get some kind of count on it and see actually what scientifically, because everybody seems to need that proof, what scientifically we can find to say. Because I speak to farmers all of the time. They know what a domestic dog kills, like Because they've yeah. dealt with it their entire lives, you know? And what they're finding a big cat kills, taken down at the neck with puncture marks in the neck. just a typical way your moggy at home takes a mouse or
3: mouse, on Yeah, exactly, or a rat.
1: Female cats have nails, as you know, on the back of the feet, and they're very good at flanking and they hold on with the feet, and that's why they have them. And a lot of these sheeps have those marks on them, so it's a female cat that's taking them down. Females hunt far more than males. They're much more adapted, they're better at it. And I had to learn cat behaviour because I got so many cat reports coming in.
2: Yeah.
1: Didn't know what to do with the witnesses like. I don't know where to send you. And I kept thinking there'll be a government body, surely. It's
2: just,
1: no. <laughs> there's some really, really decent academic guys that are doing research on it, but nobody seems to be taking it on board. I just, it, was just worries me because I've seen it change so much in the last five years. Yeah. What's it going to take for them to go right? We really need to have a look at this problem now.
3: Well,
1: oh yeah. But, uh, a, a probably a human life. You know. That's what yeah, that's makes- worrying. And then you yeah. got the lady Moncton, yeah. She could have been stopped by you know, the lady got out of the car, Michaela in Scotland, yeah, yeah, yeah. What if she was stalked by a big car, yeah, I probably had a heart attack trying to get away from something like that, yeah, you know, in dim light when you're seeing the eyes shine that'd be terrifying, you know,
3: in the dark, yeah. I mean, that that I found out, I think I found out what the road was called that she was yeah. on. Um, and it seems like it's in the middle of nowhere. So that in the in the night, yeah, that would be really, terrifying.
1: Really, really. I know it just would be, I think, people crossing fields and stuff like that. There's a lot of people out and about at night, isn't there? Yeah. There's ones in my town, um, and a lot of people poo-pooed her, but I actually spoke to her. And she said it just walked so confidently past the car and the height of it was up to the car bonnet. Yeah big cat, and she said it just looked at me with these yellow eyes, and it just didn't care that I was there.
3: No. And
1: two weeks later, a young lad saw it, probably seventeen or eighteen year old, and he said it just comes skulking round the garages, and it's a really big black muscular panther, as he described it, with yellow eyes.
2: Yeah.
1: And the eyes shine at night. Like it's bad enough when you see a monkey in it. When you yeah, it's the- it's just- <laughs> But if it's five. Four, four four and a half foot, five foot that you're seeing it, you're thinking, what the
3: heck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be so
0: scary as well, because you'd be thinking, is it, is it just, or, or...
1: Like, oh. I don't know what I I'd do. I didn't, what What would I do? Like, and I all... think I'd just
0: stand there and freeze and hope it went away. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know what to do in that situation. I'd probably walk out backwards hoping it didn't follow me kind of thing.
2: Yeah.
1: But I just don't know. I mean, I take reports of bears and things like that in the UK, and it's just the idea of it. It's just frightening. Yeah, it's... In the 1970s, there was a number of bear reports on Hackney Marshes, yeah. and a bear heads were found, decapitated bear heads, were actually found on the stream in the Thames mm. Valley. So you're thinking, were they released in the 70s? Yes, we have a couple of really cute cubs. You know, some landowner somewhere who thought, "Oh, wouldn't it be fun to have a couple of bears?"
2: Yeah,
1: to chuck them out and they've mated. There's a lot of bear reports in Wales, Wales, Shropshire border, that area there.
3: I think, I think that's where all these big cats and whatever originate from is when when they brought the wild animal act in, and people were like, "Oh, get rid of this because I could get fined."
1: It happened in the Victorian times as well. well advertised a lot of victorian you know like like the big mansion owners they had the odd exotic cats um and you start looking and it's about 1890 when you start hearing them in the penny papers and stuff like that and i'm wondering but i think they were very scarce back then in the 70s i think there was a lot of them released deb you know just like let them go you know yeah well, you're introducing a, an animal that shouldn't be in that ecosystem. That's what Amit can do. Yeah. You yeah. know, we don't know what to do with them. Just, they frighten me more than cryptids. And I know some people would think that was strange. Yeah. But I've more chance of being attacked by a, a cat, especially if it's ill, injured or weak in some way. It's going to take out someone with a limp or a child or an elderly person.
2: Yeah,
1: over a weak link, isn't it? Yeah. That's because i couldn't outrun it Shane no. I mean, yeah James said he was on his bike
0: and it was running at the side
1: of him keeping up with him on a bike yeah that
0: is really terrifying i tell you what bears really scare me i don't know why um just the, the idea of a bear i mean i really i've been to america a, a few times and um you know i'd love to go walking in in america or in canada but the thought of seeing a bear—I don't know—it's more scary than anything else I can think of. To me, yeah. I don't know why I've just got this thing about being mauled by a bear. <laughs> really frightens me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's
1: intrinsically built in humans, isn't it? I
0: yeah. Think. My
3: spirit animals are bear.
1: Oh, well, you'll be safe there. Yeah, I'm all right.
3: <laughs> I I don't mean, know
1: about panthers though? Like that with wolves, I think. Yeah. Like would love to go to Canada or Alaska, but the thought of being out there in a wolf, because they don't seem scared of humans at all. Just the very idea of it. I was watching a program actually yesterday and it was so enjoyable. And it was about um, a Native American Indian lady that was basically kidnapped and taken onto this island. And all it was, it was kind of us Brits had come from the mainland, you know, back in Victorian days, we needed a guide, someone who spoke English and this young lady could. They took her out, I think it was Warring Island or something like that, right on this side of the Arctic. And uh, they basically just left her there to survive on her own. And she literally learned how to catch, be- you know, food, make skins. So they- she been out there two years on her own. Yeah. And the most frightening thing was the polar bears.
2: There was yeah, oh, yeah.
1: The on the island than anywhere else. And how she survived, I don't know. And I think, why doesn't everyone know her story? I exactly, looked- yeah. She, apparently, she wrote diaries, and some guy in England put them out under his name. So she died a pauper in, in Canada. She was a Metis Indian. She died a complete pauper. Oh. Uh, he benefited from the, from
0: the journals.
1: Oh, and that's terrible. Yeah, it is. Watch. It was a really fascinating thing that I watched.
0: Yeah, I love stuff like that. And yeah, polar bears. Oh, my goodness. No. Oh,
1: terrifying. I know. And just the idea that eventually she ended up where she could, um, she said that she could actually shoot them. She got that good at it that she could take a barrel. And she she must have made enough food to survive for two years.
2: Yeah.
1: In in almost, I mean, what? Six, six, seven months of darkness a year, really. Yeah. Night for really a long time, don't they? She must have had some fortitude of will.
2: She
3: must have.
1: Yeah. That's the other side, you know. What a
0: fascinating lady.
3: Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay, so well, um, I think we're we're gonna round up now because we've been um chatting away for quite a long time. It's absolutely fascinating though. Um we need to go and get our beauty sleep and put our cucumbers <laughs> on our eyes and yes. our, our face <laughs> packs on so that we can stay looking fabulous yeah oh well it's been absolutely brilliant again and um please let's do it again next month
3: yes um
0: thank you so much for thank you and um i will speak to you all again in a few weeks time until then take care see you later Bye. 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 bye That was a really good chat. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Don't forget there will be another one in a month's time. Now, I also want you to send me in your stories, your paranormal stories. Anybody uh, or anybody anywhere all over the world please send me your stories because I really want to do some episodes with people's experiences. I have got about 4 or 5, uh, but I could do with a few more so that we can make an episode about it. So don't forget to send them in to Paranormal or What podcast at outlook.com or you can record them on your phone or voice recorder and send them in to me, or directly upload them on anchor.fm forward slash messages. No, that's absolutely wrong. It's anchor.fm forward slash paranormal or what podcast forward slash messages. Here I am getting all over excited again. Please send me in your stories. It would be really, really good fun to hear them. And then don't forget to look at my haunted hotel on youtube where you will be able to see me doing a really scary investigation in chester and making a fool of myself possibly as well and then the next thing is on tuesday the 1st of november My article on Danny Moss will be out in Paranormality magazine. So don't forget to have a look at that. You can get digital copies online. And it's a fantastic magazine with loads and loads of paranormal news and stories in from all over the world. So that should keep you busy for a while. Until then, I will see you next week. So... Enjoy yourselves and don't forget, together we can figure it out. Night.